Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm delighted you could be with us today. You know, one of the things I often wished I had way back when I was doing basic afterlife research was an expert who could really answer all my questions. The dead didn't. I mean, there's no way I could ask them. And there were a lot of little frustrating things I didn't ever quite hear them talking about, no matter how many communications I read. The evidence for what happens at and after death was amazingly consistent in the two places, they spoke English, of course, from which I could find a lot of good communications, which were the eastern United States and the southern United Kingdom. And in those places, they talked about a lot of wonderful things, and it was always perfectly consistent in terms of this big picture, but there were a lot of gaps, and I always wished I could ask someone these unanswered questions, filled in most of them, but finally the solution came along long after I had finished doing that research. Eight years ago, I met the amazing Carol Morgan. Her son, Mikey Morgan, is a genuine sixth-level being who quite literally knows it all. I first met Carol and Mikey in the spring of 2012. My meeting Carol really felt random, but we later learned that my guides and her son in spirit had made the hookup, and it's been an enduring one. We've been friends ever since. Of course, our first glitch was when Carol told me right off the bat that she communicated with her son in spirit via pendulum. Now, no way did I believe in pendulum communications. Uh-uh. But I couldn't hurt her feelings. She was such a dear and, and sweet person and obviously still grieving for her son. So on the day that I met her, I went to her hotel room with three grieving mothers, and I watched as one by one Carol used her pendulum to bring through by the kindness of Mikey such wonderful validations from the children of all three of those mothers that one by one she brought them to tears. I knew then that I was witnessing something extraordinary. By now I have tested Mikey Morgan so extensively that I am confident that he is the most elevated being to be in direct individual communication with us for at least the past 200 years. Of course, we've heard from other elevated beings during that time, and that generally, of course, elevated beings are generally beings who achieved the sixth level of the afterlife, which is the level just below the source level. The sixth level is what Jesus called the kingdom of God, but all the upper level channeled beings of which we are aware tell us frankly that they represent hundreds or even thousands of other advanced beings. Each of them is the spokesperson through a channel, an unrelated channel, for a collective that acts in unison. Only our wonderful friend Mikey talks right to his mom, who talks right to us. He knew her in life, and he answers our questions from the top levels of reality. This is a unique situation. I don't think you realize how unique it is. Most six-level beings have been in spirit for maybe tens of generations at least. Only our wonderful Mikey Morgan has incarnated recently enough that he even has a mom who's still living in a body. Our friend Mikey last incarnated in the 1600s. He was so elevated and so far from relating to the earth that he didn't even have to do for us anything at all. He didn't have to come back. But he wanted to help us at what is an especially difficult time for humankind, so he did something that apparently even the most elevated beings find to be amazing. 
He took a voluntary incarnation as Mikey Morgan that ended in 2007 at the age of only 20. So then he was familiar with life on Earth again, and of course he was living in the sixth level. So he could communicate through his living mother, communicate with us in the voice of a very hip 20-year-old kid, 21st century kid. This is such an amazing situation. At first, he had to teach her how to communicate. That took a little while. But once he got that going, they began to communicate with the world. They wrote a book. It's called Flying High in Spirit, a young snowboarder's account of his ride through heaven. And Flying High in Spirit is literally wonderful. It is the best account of what it's like in the afterlife that I have ever read. If you haven't read Flying High in Spirit, please put it on your list. Plus, it's fun. He, he's, a, he's really a wonderful kid. He writes like a kid, even though he's this enormously elevated being. So, Carol, I'm really glad you're back. Welcome, 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 Mikey, as well. Thanks, Roberta. It's fun to be back on your radio show. <laughs> let's, let's talk, for people who aren't familiar with Mikey, let's talk briefly about him as your son. I mean, obviously, it was a terrible thing to lose your child. And then, of course, later you found out you really hadn't lost him at all. But what's... What kind of kid was he? Was he a normal kid? Was he different in some way? Mikey was, I would say, a normal, average American boy. You know, he uh, loved sports. He was very good at sports that he took on. He was outgoing, had lots of friends. He liked music. Um, He was an average student. It was really hard for him to get uh, A's. You know, he was a B student, but he worked hard to get those B's. And he was just an easygoing kid. He was very easy to raise. He was just a joy to have around. He was a forgiving young man, really. When I think about some of the stuff that went down with him during his lifetime, he was easy to forgive. And But he always tried to associate with people that were positive and fun. And he was really very loved. And he was just a, a dear son. He, you know, was... He was not a tough child to raise. No, well, that, that's what you would expect because, of course, when he was here, he was that same sixth-level being. And um, you would expect him to be forgiving. You'd expect him to want to be around people who are positive, who have a, a higher vibration. So that's all reasonable. But I found interesting when you first told me this, the fact that he wasn't really that good in school. I mean, spiritual growth and sort of intellectual ability are totally different things. And he was he was a, a, really a regular kid in every possible way. Yep, I would agree with that. Totally just an average kid, but he he would when he put his mind to something, certainly with his athletics, uh he would achieve his goals and if one thing didn't work out, he would jump to a different thing and that's actually when he did not make the basketball team in high school. He decided, you know what? I'm going to take up snowboarding and he <laughs> took it up and in no time he's an instructor and then he's a coach for the competitive yeah. snowboard team and so he really what he would take on, he would excuse me, he would work hard to accomplish. Yeah, really wonderful. He knew he was leaving though, right? Um what that spring did, that I summer. Did. He did. I you know, I had well, I actually had a couple premonitions too, but he had come home from school. He went to Colorado State in Fort Collins and in Colorado. And so he had come home one summer 
Um, it was the summer before his accident. It was in July. His accident was September 22nd of 2007. He had come home with a sunburnt nose. And I had said to him, you know, Mikey, we have melanoma in the family. My brother had had it. And I said, they think there's a hereditary component to that. And you want to be careful because you want to not get that. And so you should be wearing more sunblock or whatever, but your nose is really sunburned. And he looked at me and he said to me twice, he said, mom, something else is going to get me long before melanoma ever does. Now this is a 20 year old and that hit me so funny, you know, like why would he say that to me? And he said it twice. And then, of course, when the accident occurred a couple months later and he was killed instantly, I mean, that was one of the first things that came into my mind was, wow, it was like he knew something was coming. I mean, it was it was eerie. It really was. It was at the time it was very eerie. But I'm you know, now I realize it was probably a subconscious knew his time was coming. Yes. The, the situation, as he told it to us later, was that he had planned two exit points. We usually planned three, but he wanted to go home early so that he would, of course, have plenty of time with, with Carol still in a body so they could work together. And he didn't take, I think the first exit point was 12 or 13. He didn't take that. He told us he was having too much fun. He loved snowboarding. And he was actually in the Rocky Mountains and riding along in a in an uh, open car, I guess I know. Hey, the roof was open um, with, with some of his friends. They were had, were just back at school. Everybody's happy, and then the car runs off the road and hits a tree. He's ejected through the roof and he dies instantly. Nobody else has a scratch. Yes, um, well, it actually didn't even hit a tree. I mean, they were on a mountain trail. They figured 15 miles an hour, and they kind of hit a boulder on the side of the trailer. Oh, that's the what trailer. it was. Yeah. And they rolled down. It wasn't even a, hardly a hill. It was an incline. And he was ejected out through the sunroof. Um, and he was the only one, you know, I mean, the rest of them pretty much walked away. It was a very traumatic thing uh, for those kids. And, but he was killed instantly. And, you know, I mean, and, and that's when the roller coaster started. And I will say it, the loss of a child for a parent is one of the, it, I think it's the br- most brutal thing you could ever go through. It's really a tough and this was I so unexpected. He wasn't sick. There was nothing wrong with him at all. And suddenly he was nope. not there anymore. Um, the, Carol talks in the book some about what happened. But from from my viewpoint, studying this, what happened to Mikey and, and the, what happened afterward is fascinating. Because we know that if it's a planned exit point, you are going to die you know, in some one way or another. This was a planned death, but it looked like an accident. But uh, basically, they had to take him because he, was, he wasn't going to go home on his own. He was having too much fun. So um, I, I think that the, the, the bit right after, in his book, the bit right after his accident, where, where he talks about the people who came to get him and the process of going um, to, the, to the Summerland levels, is brilliantly done, and I think it's the most extensive and accurate account from a person who has died about what actually happens after you die, especially in, in this random way where it was not he was not even sick. So I recommend his book if just for that. It's it's just to me it's really an excellent description of what actually happens, and it all came from Mikey. Every word of his book came from him. Talk a little bit before uh, before we go ahead about how it is you communicate with him, because it's not just by pendulum, right? 
Well, I initially started by pendulum. Uh, well, and, then, and this is all in the book about how this came to be. But Sally Baldwin, who is no longer on the planet herself, uh, is a spiritual medium that I was connected up with in Florida. She had offered this retreat for these mothers, all expenses paid. Um, there were seven moms picked out of the United States, and I was one of the moms that was picked through this Dying the Living in Foundation. She started me with communicating with the pendulum. She told me that I had this ability and that it was going to work. And I looked at her like she was an absolute nutcase, you know, there's no way this is going to work. Well, it did work. And so I literally practiced every day with the pendulum, with this little letter disc that she had given me. And as time went on, I could start to hear him more and more telepathically And right now, really, I mean, I hear him very well telepathically, but I still always use the pendulum when I start because, you know, I still like the visual that I get, I guess, believing, seeing is believing for me. And so that's, I needed that kind of validation of seeing what I was hearing and the the pendulum would move so crazy to the letters and stuff of the words that I knew what I was then hearing was accurate. And so I would then practice in the car as I drove to work. Oh my goodness, you're supposed to be driving. Well, I know, but you know what, when you're driving, you're kind of in automatic, you know, mode, right? You're, when I, you drive the same route to work, you're always in automatic mode. And what I would do is as I was driving to work, I would ask him a question out loud and listen to what I would hear as I was driving. And he would answer my question. And then when I came home from work, I would ask him the question again by pendulum and see if I actually heard him correctly. And the more I did that, the better I got at really listening to what I was hearing. And now, I mean, I'm really pretty good at it. So when I'm on afterlife forums and I'm asking, people are asking me questions, you know, I'm typing out my answers. I use the pendulum. I connect with him. I listen. I type. I confirm with the pendulum. And then I'll post it. And so that's really how I do it now. And it's much quicker than it was in the beginning, for sure. Let's talk quickly about what the pendulum does. Because there are people listening who are saying, huh, you talk by pendulum? I mean, it's really simple. There's a disc with numbers and letters on it, right? And you hold the pendulum loosen your in, in, in your hand above the middle of it and then what happens you ask a question yeah I so I call for Mikey I kind of have a ritual that I do I call for Mikey I ask for God's protection I still ask like three or four questions to validate that it's him though I can hear him in my head anyway but I still do it then I ask him a question and he will the pendulum moves very precisely so His clockwise swing means yes. The counterclockwise swing of a pendulum means no. But then he'll pull the pendulum up to a letter. So the disc is round. The letters and numbers are around the center of the disc. It's a small disc. And he literally pulls the pendulum, swings it up to the letter of the the word that he's telling me. And he'll do a quick swing circle around a tight little circle around that letter I say the word and then he just keeps going but I literally hear him in my head where now I can say the whole sentence 
that I hear, and he'll confirm yes or no. And when I post on afterlife forums, I mean, I'm, I never post until I know for sure, am I okay to post this? Is this accurate? And as you know, Roberta, with the book, I mean, he tweaks and tweaks and tweaks until yes. he has it exactly <laughs> how he wants it. Yes. yes, he wants it accurate. So, I mean, so, I mean, I confirm that with him and then I post what he tells me. And again, I could not make this stuff up if I tried because yeah. I've done no research. I was raised strict Catholic when all this started. So that's really all I knew. And I still, to this day, I don't read books, other books that are out there because I just don't want to affect my thought or, you know what I mean? I don't want to be influenced by anybody else's information. So even though I know there's books out there that are even similar where there, people are communicating with individuals, I do not read them because I don't want any influence on my part with what I'm doing, if that makes sense. <laughs> well, yes, and, and I was very, very skeptical in the beginning. I, I couldn't believe that Mikey was what he claimed to be, not just, of course, you know, your dead son communicating with you, but sixth level, that advanced um, my own guides have confirmed to me that he's actually higher in development than he even was willing to tell us. But nevertheless, so I did a lot of testing, and I would watch Carol, and I would I would ask a question, and over and over and over again, no matter what I asked Mikey, he gave answers that were completely in detail and accurate and confident. And then he would sometimes give me the answer that I knew was right. And then he would go a little farther. So he was teaching me. I w it was astonishing to finally get to really understand that this kid was, in fact, from the very highest aspect of the afterlife, right below the Godhead. Astonishing experience to confirm this. And I, I still read everything. Um, he's done th afterlife forums with an S.com is where he hides out right now. This is, this is where he, he answers questions and he gets a lot of them and I read all his answers. It can take me a while to get there, but I do read all his answers. I have never seen him in thousands of answers, make a mistake. So this is the real deal. And it's an ex astonishing story. But now let's talk, one more thing I want to talk about is snowboarding, so we don't forget. Um, Mikey snowboarded here, um, loved it. And the first thing he got down to doing when he got back was snowboarding there. And to, to hear, he, he talks about it in his book, and this is to me fascinating too. Whatever you enjoy doing here, you'll be able to do it even better there. Because as he said, this, it, he, he doesn't have to get you know bundled up in heavy clothes, um, and, and and the mountains are perfect. The snow isn't cold, and it's impossible for your astral body to be uh, injured at all. So he's fearless as a snowboarder in the afterlife, and he has a heck of a time. He has friends. He does a. He's really still a kid in the afterlife uh, a lot of the time, and uh, he says that he is so good now. He's even better than Sean White. And I don't know. That Shun is White correct. Shut <laughs> White, well, White is the big is the big guy, you know, from the <laughs> United States. You know, the Olympics, and you know, Mikey just 
that was Mikey's big idol regarding snowboarding when he was here on the planet. And he always talked about Sean White. They had the same colored hair. They had the same kind of hair. I mean, the whole thing. And so that was the big deal when he, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's still... (laughs) He's still still a kid. He wants us to know that I was even better than Sean White. So... That, that, those are the things I wanted to make sure we get across about Mikey. He is a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, but he is also a, a very confident teacher of what is true. And Carol is blessedly preserving his ability to do that, both by de- devoting all your time to this or a lot, well, extra time to, to this when you're not working, but also by making sure you don't pollute just as I don't. I make sure I don't pollute what I know um, with, with uh, what other people have thought. So this is this is just wonderful to have you here. And now we're going to ask questions. We've never done this before on air, everyone. So we're figuring it out as as we work with it with you on this. But I'll ask a question. This is a question because it takes a while for the inter- the answer to get through to Carol and for her to give it to us. And we don't want you to have to wait for that. We, 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 she, we did some questions ahead of time. She asked him. He gave her good answers. And he may be giving her answers, her, her additional answers as she's talking to us because she can hear him in her mind. But for the most part, this was done ahead of time. So why don't we get right down to it? And I'll ask you some of these questions, Carol. Okay. So the first one is this. How important is being involved in a religion when you're here? to what happens to you in the afterlife. Mikey has told me that religion is man-made institutions here on earth. They do not exist in the afterlife. He also said there's nothing wrong with religion because that's a way of how we choose here to worship what we consider God. But the problem comes in is what he feels is that with religion, people can judge others. And I mean, there's many wars that have occurred over religion, violence, and everything else. And we need to remember that there is no right or wrong religion. How people choose is how people choose. But at the end of the day, it has no bearing on who's going to advance more or be better, you know, more spiritually progressed in the afterlife. I mean, now this is me talking, Carol, when I say, you know, you see these jokes where people are walking up to the pearly gates and St. Peter's there and they'll say, well, I was Lutheran, so I should get in over the one who's Catholic and whatever. Well, it really is a joke because Mikey says it has nothing at all to do with spiritual progression. We are here, you know, working through our life experiences. It's how we are as a person. Are we kind and loving? Can we forgive? Do we not judge what other people believe? That's what makes the difference. I mean, there's nothing wrong with religion as long as you don't judge and and ridicule and be hurtful if others don't believe what you believe. And at the end of the day, I mean, the rules and regulations of religion and all of that is really man-made. It's man-made. That does not come from God. And Mikey also says the one true religion in heaven or the afterlife is love. Right. Exactly right. So, 
I, 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 should, I should just interject something. There are people listening who are saying, oh, Roberta, you wrote that. She's just reading it. Uh-uh. I haven't even seen what her answers are going to be. But again, Mikey knows the truth. And as Jesus said, the truth will set you free. There's so much it sets you free from when you understand that all our religions are man-made. But on the other hand, of course, the teachings of Jesus are not, not religious, and those are not man-made. So thank you once again, Mikey, for a perfect answer. Yay! Because I am a little bit on the edge of my chair. What if you say something I don't agree with? But so far, that's never happened, so I'm more relaxed than I once was. <laughs> so let's go on. All right. Regarding the actions that we take on Earth, the things we do, the things we don't do, what does Mikey recommend to us that are some of the most important things that we should be thinking about? Mikey tells me that it is the intent of our actions that is significant. So, for example, when we do something to help another person that, and we're kind about it, and, we're, and our intent is, you know, we really want to help them get through a situation or whatever, that's a good thing. Anything that is positive has love as the basis, and that raises our vibration. It is a higher frequency because everything is energy, and what is what Mikey tells me. Everything here is energy. Everything everywhere is energy-based. And so it's about kindness and being, you know, caring and whatever. If we are hurtful and our intent is to be hurtful or, you know, to get back at somebody, revenge and be resentful, that is negative. That pulls us down. That's a lower vibration. So that's not as good on a spiritual aspect as far as with our actions. So it is really important basically to be nice. You know, a smile goes a long way, you know, but anything yes. positive has love as the basis is what Mikey tells me. Anything negative does not. And yes. it's at the yes. end of the day, it's all about love. And we're really just supposed to be kind and nice. That's really what it's all about. Which is what Jesus said. Jesus said that um, all of the, you can sum up all the law and the prophets with uh, just the law of love. And that's, that's just what Mikey just said too. It doesn't matter what you do so much as that you always do it out of a, with love as your motive, right? That's what he just said. Yep. yep. That's correct. I mean, you want, and, and you know, we are human and sometimes that we struggle, you know, when you get hurt by somebody or whatever, Again, in that situation, you know, you can forgive the person. Doesn't mean you like the action that they did. And Mikey says, you know, you don't have to agree with someone who's being hurtful, but you just kind of move on from that situation. You kind of, okay, if that's how that person chooses to be, so be it. I'm just going to move forward and, and continue on my path of just being positive the best I can with things that I'm thrown. I mean, life is not always easy here. And so sometimes, you know, you get upset and that's normal because Mikey has said, you know, Jesus even got mad when he was here at things, you know, you, you're, you're human, you're in human form. But the point is, is can you forgive that, you know, release that negative emotion that's associated with the action 
and move forward and just be positive and continue on trying to be a good, you know, a kind person in your actions. I mean, that's really what's key. Let's talk about what heaven is like or the afterlife. Um, is it solid, Mikey? What does it look like? What does it feel like to be there? If you can remember what it was like here, how is it different? Mikey tells me that the afterlife dimensions feel as solid and real to us, maybe even more real. That's than what they this all say. Isn't that funny? Yes. They say it's more real there than it is here. Right. And he says it feels solid to you. It'll seem, it'll seem real and solid. I mean, I, I myself, Carol, think about, you know, how, you know, you're taught, I mean, I think of it being wispy and see-through or, you know, right. like the clouds and you're flying around and, cl- and Mikey says, no, it is solid. It feels solid and real and even more so than being here on earth. I think that's fascinating because that's what they all say. Well, does he talk about what it looks like at all? What what what's around him? He talks about you know the flowers, for example, and the foliage there is more brilliant. The colors are just brilliant. Um, it's just very lush and very beautiful. I mean, you know, I think about when we see a sunset that is just spectacular with colors. He describes to me these, the the colors are just intensely beautiful. It is just beautiful. Now, again, this depends upon, of course, where we are, you know, the more spiritually advanced, the more glorious things can be is kind of how I understand this. You know, the, the lower realms of that are low vibration, lower energy are not as beautiful or brilliant as the higher, you know, the more advanced you go with the levels and which Absolutely. are, you know, everything is, you know, and he, again, he describes levels to me, not as linear versus as, you know, it's all about vibration. It's just, you know, a higher vibration again is a whole different kind of a, real reality of how things present, if that makes sense. You know, it's kind of like that TV example that you use yes. when you're changing a channel. Yes. With yeah. the frequency. So it's not linear, but it's like they're not stacked on each other, but it's just, it's all, it's this energy. It's all energy and frequency. When, when um, we, we first showed Mikey uh, the, because we, we talk in terms of seven levels, you know, the, the seventh level being um, the Godhead and going down to the outer darkness is the lowest level. It confused him because he said he wasn't because, of course, he can go anywhere he wants to. I mean, he can he can go anywhere in all six levels. So he just thought I, he just said to us, I just think I want to be somewhere and immediately I'm there, which is certainly a one big, big reason to try to advance rapidly because then you can go so many more interesting and enjoyable places. But but um, it is very much like you, you you tune your mind to a specific vibration, just as you tune your mind to a channel and you pick up a reality there, which is solid and real, just as you do with your TV set. Um, okay, well, so and, and oh, and the flowers are something else which um, he mentions, and they all mention one of the arresting things about the flowers and the vegetation is that it's sort of alive uh, in and aware in that it will turn the flowers turn their faces to you. 
and they give off beautiful, not just a scent, but often music and energy. It's just um, to be there is much more wonderful, I think, than any of us really can imagine because we're so used to this pallid kind of, you know, poor place. It's not like this. It's gorgeous. It's always, it's glorious and it's even more real, as he said. So, but what can you do there, Mikey? Like, can you, can you drive a car? Can you ride a bike? Do you need to? How do you get around? Talk about that. You don't necessarily need them, but you can have them if you want them. <laughs> in other words, you <laughs> know, basically, right. yeah, I mean, there people can be in, in, like, if I think about when you're here, let's say you have a favorite car that you always wanted to have, but you couldn't afford it. Yes. The oh, yeah. appearance of that car you can literally manifest that in the afterlife dimensions and drive around in that car if you want. You can ride a bike if you want. You can ride a motorcycle if you want. Or you literally can move by a thought. I mean, it's just it sounds just crazy to me, but it really, this is how he describes it. He says, you can move around any way you want to, but if you want to be in a car, or if you want to ride a horse, if you want to ride a bike, you can do all these things in the afterlife dimensions. And people do do that. You know, Mikey talks about how what people love here, they still do there. You know, if you want to play cards, you can play cards there. If you want to paint China, you can paint China there. You can do the things you love here, there. It's it's just even more wonderful and it doesn't cost anything. You know, there's no price tag on any of this stuff because money does, you know, that's just not even a thing of the afterlife dimensions. So it sounds pretty awesome. You know, it does. It really sounds even, I, I, I could remember when I was going through learning a lot of this, I was continually overwhelmed. I would think, Oh my goodness, we have all of that. And then we got the, thing oh and then there's this other thing it's like being at a candy store and this thing about money my mother-in-law who bless her heart grew up and 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 was a young adult during the depression um first time we ever communicated with her through a medium she said and you know i can go shopping all day long and i don't need money first thing she said to us it's really Mm -hmm. arresting to many people the fact that it you know whatever you want you can just have Right. It's, it sounds almost too good to be true, but th- he does describe this to me yeah. just like that. I mean, people do these things and you just have the freedom to do whatever you want. I mean, in that regard. And again, you know, the more spiritually advanced you are, the more, you know, you uh, can uh, adventure out and do and whatever. And so it, it, it sounds pretty amazing. That's for sure. I think one thing we ought to stress is the fact that it doesn't take magic to become more spiritually advanced. It's really relatively simple. The easiest way to do it is to use the teachings of Jesus, and it isn't very hard at all. So if the idea of really acing this lifetime so you get to graduate to the most glorious reality and maybe even get to the sixth level, if that appeals to you, you can do it. It's not that hard. You just have to decide to do it. So, all right. You have a thought? Another thought? Yes, I do. I have, I, in regards to Jesus' teachings, yes. You know, Mikey, and he does mention this in the book, you know, people will say, you know, well, I, I'm saved because yeah. I believe in Jesus. Okay. Yeah, no, now, right. and, and so Mikey will say, well, really, 
your salvation comes by doing what Jesus taught. Just to say that Jesus is your savior and then turn around and be a dirt ball to people and be hurtful and not kind doesn't work. You, you need, you need to live what he taught. Can you live the lessons that Jesus taught? And that's really important thing. Even when I think going back to the religion question is, you know, people will go to church and I have seen this. I was brought up strict Catholic, so I did a lot of church going in my day where, you know, they're in the church and they're praying and singing and then they turn around and leave the church and they're trying to get out of the parking lot first and they're mad at the person ahead of them because they're not going fast enough and whatever. The point is, is truly your, your salvation comes from living what he taught. He taught about the importance of love and kindness and don't judge others and be forgiving. And so that is a really, really important thing when it comes to spiritual growth. Can you see why I love Mikey? (laughs) I mean, I had figured out a lot of these things before I ever met him. And then he came along and he took me from where I was and he taught me consistent additional things. And he still does every time almost I talk to him. He does. So you can see why I just love this kid. Sorry, Mikey, this great advanced being who presents as a kid. So, all right, well, let's move on a little bit. Um, talk about, he, because he says we do reincarnate, right? I mean, he, he himself reincarnated to have this lifetime after he had last lived on Earth in the 1600s. Um, talk about, do we do it in groups? Because you, you've had many incarnations with Mikey, right? Correct. That's what I've been told. And I, you know, I don't ask much about that. I just know he's been around here numerous times and I apparently have been as well. He talks about that we generally will travel in soul groups. And now within the soul group, so someone asked me on the forum to ask Mikey this question, is everybody in that soul group of the same level or vibration. And Mikey tells me, no, that we, there can be some fluctuation within the individual soul groups of people or souls that get together, that plan out, you know, their adventures of experiences they want to achieve when they come here. We come to earth, Mikey tells me, to learn Uh, loving ways in many different experiences. Mikey continues to tell me the best way we learn is by actually experiencing something that, that, you know, challenges and works our free will and our intent with our actions. That's why we come here. So, and I think myself, Carol, and now I'm talking here, you know, either certain people have drawn the short, draw if this is only a one-time shot or there has to be more to the story because in my profession as a physical therapist in a hospital I have worked with many people with severe physical disabilities that are born this way yes and they can be the most amazing people to watch in how they have adapted and how kind and happy they are in this disabled body And then I think about myself, well, wow, I'm in pretty good shape. And either God is really unfair or there's more to the story. Well, apparently there is more to the story. I never (laughs) believed in reincarnation before. 
But Mikey has told me, well, of course there's more to the story because we come here and we take on roles within our soul group to work through lessons and experiences that we want to have to progress ourselves spiritually. Right. And so, yes, we do come here and we come here a lot. It is a choice. Generally speaking, we're not forced here. Generally speaking. Now, I mean, I know there's an occasional, he talks about there's a rare, you know, that sometimes, you know, um, there may be a little bit of a push to get us to come back here, but generally speaking, it is our choice to come uh-huh. and we, we, we reincarnate here and we actually go other, I mean, there's other dimensions where we go to for spiritual growth, but the earth dimension is considered one of the most challenging places to exercise our free will and have experiences because we have the influences of positive and negative uh, things here. And let's face it, you know, it's tough here at times. It is tough. We don't realize how quite how tough it is. But see, again, that's another thing that I had learned independently that so this, we're sort of the Marines of the universe just because we want to come here. And this is where we primarily grow because it's tough here. You know, when you walk into that cantina in in uh, with some other uh, galaxy, and uh, you say, "I'm from Earth," they'll step aside and let you walk right up to the bar because we're we're considered to be very tough, which I think is so funny. But that's all right; that's the way it is. Thank you, Carol. That's that's wonderful. You know, we are almost through, and we've hardly done any of the questions. So I think we're going to have to do this a lot sooner than the fall. Um, I hope you, I hope that it's going to be that's something we can work into your schedule. But I I think yes, there's a lot that more. Works. Oh, yes, that right. works. That's no problem because I have the questions here and he has answered them, and so that will be no problem. Meanwhile, everybody, Mikey will answer any question um, that has to do that he that he can. It's in his field. Um, the process of living on Earth, death, the afterlife, all of these things. What's it really like there? You may have a specific question. What do they eat? Whatever you want to ask. Um, if you have a question, ask me. Send it to me through the contact block on robertagrimes.com. It's a green box over to the right. And just say the question for Mikey and then ask the question. I'll get it to Carol. She'll ask him. And when we can get – it'll probably be about – two, three months before I can find another uh, time when we can get together. But we're going to do this more often because, frankly, I find it really fun. I love listening to him. And and um, I think it's very helpful to you because you shouldn't necessarily believe me, but you can believe him because he knows what he's talking about because he actually is there. So this is a rare treat for all of us to have someone like Mikey that we can really ask questions of. And if you really you know, want to know more, a lot more about what he's saying, you can always go to afterlifeforumswithans.com um, because th- there are thousands of questions there that he has answered. And um, it's sort of a resource if you're interested in that. But Carol... Why? What does he tell you about why he did this? Because what he did is, I gather, according to my own guide Thomas, what what he did was so extraordinary that he's now at the at the upper level of the sixth level of the afterlife. He has grown his his merit has grown tremendously. He has grown spiritually tremendously just from having done this. So this was a big deal. What he did. Does he talk to you about why? You know, when he first even told me that. 
he was on the sixth level. I just said, well, what does that mean? And he says, I'm just telling you that's where I am. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I had no idea what that yeah. even meant. So yeah. I didn't even know what that meant until after you had kind of told me about it and everything. I mean, he doesn't, he's not a bragger, I guess. I don't know how else no. to put it. I mean, he still talks to me like, Mikey, um, and I think that's what makes it real to me because some of this seems so crazy and um, unbelievable yeah. that I can't. But so, but he he told me that you know he wanted to come here, and apparently I did. Well, you know we we all have done different things with him, you know, with the fam the family members and stuff, and he wanted to take this on because he thought you know there people need to know more. They need to, he wanted to try to help give people um, meaning to their life and to have hope in knowing that this being here on earth really isn't the end. And he also, you know, while he was here, his little thing, you know, with messages and music. And he wanted also, I think, for people to understand that, you know, really, we are very connected with. Um, our loved ones in the afterlife dimensions, and they do channel in information to us in different ways of what's important in life and, and why we're here. So I think he wanted to increase our awareness of some of these types of things. Well, he's certainly doing a wonderful job of it, and his work is just beginning. Carol's pretty young, so we have quite a long time to do this. And I, I gather that his brother, Joey, will, will take over when you finally graduate? I, You know, I think Joey will, and, you know, I've mentioned it to Joey, and, of course, you know, he's young yet and whatever with the whole thing, <laughs> but, you know, Mikey tells me that if this is going to work for him, so... You know, okay. we touched on it a little bit. I don't push it right now, but <laughs> no, he's no, aware of this, of this that that he's going to have the ability. So we'll see. I mean, he has. I you know, I don't know if he's picked up a pendulum or not, but he, you know, he loves watching it and he thinks it's amazing. And you know, it, you know, it just kind of is. The whole thing seems crazy to me, really, to be perfectly honest. But it, it, whatever. I mean, I'm just doing what I'm told. I know, but it's wonderful of you to do it, and and it's really just beginning. We're going to get a lot more publicity for Mikey. We're going to give him a lot more venues um, in which to shine because uh, he's, as I say, an extraordinary resource for all of us. So big hug, Carol. We'll have you back soon. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Roberta. And thank you, too, Mikey. We love you so much. Everyone, meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so glad you could be with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really get what that means, it changes everything in your life for the better. Next week, your guest is going to be your host. This will be an important broadcast for me. Next week, I'm going to be showing you how we can be sure that no near-death experiencer ever actually dies. A near-death experience is an extraordinary experience. It occurs in the endless and mostly love-filled astral plane, much, much, probably 20 times the size of the universe. And it feels so different from life on Earth that those who have been NDE can be forgiven for thinking they've died and gone to heaven. But what they cannot be forgiven for is the fact that many of them now insist out of their own ignorance that they actually did die when they didn't die. They didn't visit the genuine heaven. NDEs are an entirely different experience from an actual death. And 
death is always a one-way trip. So no one who comes back to tell the tale ever has actually died. Please join us next week where I'll give you the tools that will let you always be clear on the differences between near-death and actual death experiences. This is important because unless we're able to tell the difference, very quickly we are going to forget altogether that there is a difference and you're going to start thinking all these strange things that happen and NDEs will also happen after death. We must keep the truth pure. So that's next week. This week we've been visited with by our wonderful friends, Carol Morgan and her son, Mikey. And they were here today for the sixth time. We're going to do this more often because I think this is going to be wonderful fun for all of us. Mikey, as I have said, died at 20 in the year 2007. And, of course, he didn't die at all. None of us actually dies. But in this case, he went into this little life, short lifetime deliberately so he and his wife could – wife. He and his mother could communicate and they could tell us what it's really like in the afterlife. So this is a wonderful beginning. We're going to be doing a lot more with Mikey and with Carol as time goes on. And, again, if you have questions you'd like to ask him, just – Go to the green contact block on robertagrimes.com, and Carol is going to bring us Mikey's answers. Or if you want a quicker answer, go to afterlifeforums.com, and um, he will answer your questions there. As you know, I have a number of nonfiction books. I won't recite them this time. You're probably sick of hearing them. But they're on Amazon.com. You can buy them in bookstores if you order them. And the adult books are all available as audiobooks. If you want to talk about anything at all, don't hesitate to go to that green contact block on robertagrimes.com and ask me any question at all. I answer all my emails. It can be very hard sometimes to get them done in less than a week. Sometimes I have to do a whole binge on one day, but I do that. It's very important to me that if you will take the time and the consideration to reach out to me, that I will answer you back. Past episodes of Seek Reality go back for almost seven years now, and they're available in a lot of places. WebTalkRadio.net is our home, but they're available in other places too, and there's even an app which is available um, in the Apple Store where you can get them. Just The app is free and the episodes are free, so what could be better than that? Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy. Please make the most of our coming week in our one reality knowing that you, in particular, are, are an eternal being, vastly more powerful than you can imagine, and you most of all in the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.